Welcome to Book to Where Two Guys Tell You About the Books They're Reading. I'm Rob Olson. And I'm Livia Snedden. This is what we lovingly refer to as an interlude episode. Also, that definition has changed over the years, Rob. Do you remember what it meant when we first did interlude episodes? That we did book-related stuff that wasn't a book review? Yeah, like we had like research and we had stuff to talk about. And more and more lately, an interlude means we did nothing to prepare for this we episode. Did no preparation, yeah. None, none whatsoever. Yeah, that's true. I'm okay with that, though. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. So um, I, uh, I haven't <laughs> been doing much. So <laughs> Rob said, anything interesting I've been like? No, I've been working and playing Call of Duty and taking in some Netflix. Um, and that's pretty much been the extent of, of my last week or so. Um, but we are coming up on Halloween. Very shortly after you hear this episode, um, we'll be doing a Facebook Live that will, over the course of a few days, get broken down in audio for you to hear. And uh, this year, sadly, it's we're, we're going to be a little short. We're, we're going to be there's been mm. there's been mostly a constant for our holiday episodes. Mostly, I say, because you know it didn't always work out that way. Yeah, um, uh, Jesse, one of our two permanent um, holiday episode, uh, whatever you call them, permanent what? Staff, staff, um, is unable to make it. There's just conflicts in the schedules, and um, we were having enough trouble with it where one person had to to still be left behind. And this time it's Jesse, so it will be me. It will be Livius, and it will be Misty for our uh, Halloween extravaganza spectacular. Is that what we're still calling them, spectacular? Absolutely. Yeah. So. Uh, looking forward to that. This is like our, this is the biggest holiday, right? This is our, our most beloved holiday episode. Yeah. I mean, it, it always was. I mean, lately I've really liked the Christmas episodes too. Yeah. So, um, but we do have some top, I guess what I was getting to is that we have already <laughs> done hours and hours of preparation for that episode. So, um, that'll definitely be a little more structured than this one. At least I hope it will be. I see. I see what you did. Mm-hmm. You're making an excuse for this episode by laying the blame on the next episode. All the work. Wow. Here that is. went into the next. Uh, yeah. This, Listen, this is yeah. not your first rodeo here, I guess. That's what um, I do. This is uh, social engineering. I'm already planting the seeds for uh, for, for the next episode. Wow. Um, you are the Russian hackers of making it look like we're not lazy. Correct. Can I tell you what's really disappointing about Halloween? I don't even know. Like, I don't even know if anybody cares, but I'm going to tell you I'm super disappointed. <laughs> I am an adult man in my mid-40s, okay? Mm-hmm. And I have never, never worked on Halloween. Not once. Not once in my, what, I don't know, 28 years of working or whatever it is at this point. Um, I'm still not working on Halloween next week. But this will be the first year in a really long time that I'm not on vacation that week. Oh, because you always go down to New Orleans. Yeah, and even when I don't, I take the week off anyway. And like putts around, you know, the Chicagoland area wishing I was in New Orleans. So this year I am working Halloween Eve and the day after Halloween, which is, oh my God, I don't like, yeah, it's not good, man. It's not good. That's yeah. I had imagined you would like spend the day down at the alley, like looking at leather jackets or something. Well, that's the problem. So, okay. For, for anybody who's not from the Chicagoland area, um, the alley is a, I mean, I'll call it, I don't know. Originally, maybe it was just kind of like a punk rock store. I don't even know if there's a better way. So it was what Hot Topic tries to be. But Hot Topic is like the the like big corporate retail version of what the alley yeah. is slash was. So the alley uh, is a was a small store. It started as a really small store, I believe, in the very early 80s. And the reason it was called the alley, this, this place was, it was so just ghetto. That they didn't have a front door. The only entrance was literally in an alley, hence the name, the alley. But over time, it did so well that it expanded, and they either bought or rented um, adjacent storefronts and tore down walls, and it turned into like a like almost like a little shopping mall for like weird shit. So you had, as Robert mentioned, leather jackets and uh, you know rock and punk band T-shirts and patches, and then they had like they added the Architectural Revolution, which was one of their stores, which was just like plaster caster like gargoyles and shit. And then there was Taboo Taboo, which was their lingerie and like dildo store. Well, a few years ago, 
the Target Corporation apparently made the owner an offer he couldn't refuse, and they tore that all down, and there's a Target. But the alley still maintained a, a small online presence and then reopened. They reopened a store directly across the street from the old store. And now that is going out of business. And Halloween is <laughs> actually their last day. Oh, no. So when you're saying, like, I'd be hanging out at the alley, I don't think, I honestly <laughs> don't think I can go there on the last day. I think it would be too sad. So from my own personal history, I used to go there a lot when I was a, a kid. And I mean, probably starting when I was 12. And it was a huge treat for me to go when I was a young teen. And then it was just a cool thing, place that I liked to go when I was an older teen. And even, like, well into my 20s. Yeah, we're, yeah. And yeah, that air, I dragged you guys there the last time, the last yep. time the, the holiday staff was in town. Yeah, they got a nice taste of it. And I got so excited. I was like, oh, the future of the alley is food because this dude was making like waffle pops or something. Remember, I was trying to figure yep. out what a waffle yep. pop is. Yep. And um, again, not of any interest to anybody. You remember when you pointed out how cool the alley tables were with the logo? Yeah. He sold all of those and he sold them. For cheap enough that if I had an opportunity, oh. I bought one. I think it was like 200 bucks. I mean, that sounds like a lot for a table, but I get it. Yeah, I would have bought one. So at any rate, I got to go buy some Alley t-shirts and see if I can uh, if I can uh, thank the owner for all the joy he brought me when I was just a little Livius. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a store. It was like culture. It was for like sure. a cultural icon of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where like, I'm sure if you watch some movie that was filmed in Chicago, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a scene from a movie like filmed in there or something like that. It was just one of those places. Yep. Yeah, so. I mean, like a lot of like punk bands would show up there to do like signings and stuff. Like it was, yeah, it was it was a pretty big deal. And uh, although I'm already, I've already been saddened. The new location was very very small. I mean, the new location, <laughs> uh, the actual store was smaller than their original small store. But I was just happy to kind of still have them around. Now, I understand from some cryptic messages I've seen um, that they will still have at like alley outposts. So I'm guessing they're, they probably found a couple of places where they're going to do like a mini store in a store or something mm. is what I'm assuming that means. Or maybe that guy's just going to like go to flea markets and shit. I don't know. But either way, um, the plan is actually to go down there on the 24th um, when I'm off. And I, I like, I, said, I don't think I can do that final day. I think that would be a little too sad. So I'm going to go down there. Uh, I think this week. Wow. That's a uh, fun fact. I just thought about this while we were talking um, back in the day for, for actually a little trip down memory lane for, for me. Um, Levius, we used to, to work at the same place. That's how we met. Um, for anybody who's listening, who didn't know that we met at work. Um, neither of us work there anymore, but uh, during that time frame, um, I, I hated when we had meetings, like when I had to go in just for a meeting, like on a day off. And um, one of the things that the alley would do is they would like custom print like words onto t-shirts. And so for one of our meetings, I don't know if you remember this, Livius, but we're, one of our meetings, um, I had a t-shirt printed that said, let's get this over with. <laughs> I do not remember that, but that's pretty funny. I like that. And I got it at the alley. Yeah. Oh, the alley. Um when we were in uh, Los Angeles for StokerCon, um, we were walking in a, I don't know what area where we were walking in. And I had my alley, one of my alley t-shirts on and I had a sweatshirt zipped like, like, you know, like, uh, I don't know, halfway up. So you could only like see the top of the logo. And this guy who was clearly uh, drunk, maybe on drugs or something says, dude, is that an alley shirt? And I was like, yeah, he's like from Chicago. Like he he had to just wow. recognize the yeah. logo because there was no way he didn't read enough. He didn't like hit me up for money or anything. <laughs> it wasn't like he was, you know, because I did. I looked down. And I was like, he, he must, you know, be familiar with the alley. So, yeah, I mean, it is iconic. I think that anybody who is into that punk rock kind of scene, uh, especially through the 80s and 90s, if they're in Chicago, I have to imagine that was a pit stop that somebody made. Yeah, there you go. Little trip down memory lane. Poor Livius is losing a part of his child. Well, you've been slowly losing it, I guess, for <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For, I know for years. <laughs> um, it you know, but it's it's tough because this is what happens as you get older. Like all your you see your idols age and then inevitably die. 
So, yeah. you know, that this happens a lot. You, 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 you go, Oh, Hey, look, there's an article about somebody that I was a huge fan of when I was like 15 years old. And then you click on, you see a picture and you're like, who's this old fuck? Yeah. 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 So it, it happens. And, and it, well, but that, <laughs> so that's the sad thing. So, I mean, I've, I've had, you know, at least one close friend that's my age that died, which is terribly sad. Right. But like the older you get, they all go. You know, all the people you looked up to, all the people that entertained you or whatever, like you just get to a point where you're like, you know, you're, you're the oldest one almost. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like people you watched on TV when you were a kid, assuming you live to be a, an average old age, they're all going to be gone before you and you will live to watch each one of them die. And that's really <laughs> depressing and sad. Yeah. Um, now that you mention it, I was, uh, uh, I don't know if I told you this, but. Uh, one of the last times I saw my brother recently, um, where I was, I was talking and, and it was me and my brother and my mom. And he's like, Oh, I have to tell you about something later. And, uh, so later I didn't know what later meant later. I'm like, Hey, what was that thing you wanted to tell me? And it was the absolute worst time, but he was telling me about how a friend of his had died like a few weeks earlier. And, uh, I mean, the dude's younger than me. And I was like, really uh just knocked off my feet and that was the first i think that's the closest to like someone of my age uh that's that's gone in my life but man nothing prepares you for that and now that prepares you for the next one a little bit but yeah it's just that's all it's going to be from here on out yeah oh this took an ugly keep reading (laughs) yeah thanks rob you brought up the alley Depress me. Now we're talking about everyone we know and love is gonna die. Hey, that's how you get an ossuary. Yes, that is how you get an ossuary. I don't why were we talking about ossuaries? I don't even remember. These are the catacombs. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I'm sorry. We got a message from longtime friend of the podcast. (laughs) Sean Ferguson. I didn't even know what to say to that. Like I got the message, I was at work and I looked at it, I was like, I don't I don't even know how to respond to this. So um yeah, yeah, that's uh you make an ossuary ossuary? Is it cuz there's no h in it, but ossuary? It's just weird to the cuz it's the double s, ossuary. It's it sounds weird to say ossuary. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But first time I heard that word, I actually had to look it up in the movie Cemetery Man. They they mention it but without any explanation. Like everybody just knows what an ossuary is. Apparently, yeah. So I looked it up and yeah, it was like a way to, you know, like a shrine to the dead essentially. So there yeah, there you go. <sighs> but well, there you go. we made we made it six minutes. <laughs> I got I got something because you mentioned okay. October twenty fourth earlier is when you're going to go mm-hmm. to uh, visit um, the alley before it it kind of dies, I guess. Mm-hmm. October twenty fourth is an important date to anybody who likes to read, because that is, <laughs> I was really trying to build it up there. Um, that is the release date for the uh, collection of short stories by David David James Keaton called "Our Pool Party Bus Forever Days Road Stories." Um, I've been seeing some posts about that. Yeah, uh, I, I know that uh, Keaton's probably uh, scrambling to get this out because he has a uh, he has an addition to the family coming. In, from what I've seen in pictures, very very, very soon. Yeah, yeah. So um, I know he's working on another book, but yeah, it's a previously uncollected. Un what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? It's a Pre- previously collection. uncollected collection of short stories. Yeah. Is that right? Okay, so <laughs> previously uncollected stories is what he said. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I didn't know what we were getting into, uh, when I just looked at the cover, but I'm looking at the, I don't know why I didn't expect it, but 457 pages. Of course it is. (laughs) Oh my God. That's from Red Room Press. October 24th is the release date. Um, if anybody's heard us talk about David James Keaton before, we absolutely love everything we read. We love the dude. I've I've taken to just picking fights with him on Facebook recently, but it's out of love. It's not out of any sort of type of uh, antagonism. So uh, I would recommend picking it up for sure. I may pick up a copy and just to uh, see if there's any new stories I haven't read in there. I have to imagine yeah. he's got some recent stuff that I haven't read, hopefully. And uh, if he does, I'm actually looking forward to it. He is uh, He is one of the most entertaining writers um, that we have read and or had as a guest on this podcast. Yeah, the dude's amazing. And uh, yep. 
I mean, I would buy it just to complete the collection on my bookshelf, you know? That's true. Um, but, uh, uh, and congratulations to him and Amy James Keaton for, um, did it, did we, did he ever reveal the gender? I feel like it's a daughter, but I might just be making that up. Cause like, I feel like that's what he deserves. I feel like you're right. And <laughs> we're probably going to take a little break and do a little bit of Facebook research on this <laughs> as we speak, regardless of what sex it is. I wish him twins. So. Wow. Twins. eh? <laughs> yeah. That's twice as fun. They're going to, I mean, I was just thinking the other day about what milestones are they going to, it's not going to be the normal, like, baby's first milestones. It's going to be like baby's first fight in a movie theater parking lot and baby's <laughs> first, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I wish them the best. Um, I, I imagine that this will slow them down a little, right? It has to, something has to. Well, you know what, I was thinking uh this has to be like you were saying it's very soon i feel like he posted on facebook that he has to finish a book within the next like seven days or something like that so like this baby could pop any minute uh so i don't know either way if you want to support a a new father um go out and order pre-order or order our pool party bus forever days uh, by David James Keaton. All right, we do have some TV slash movie viewing that we've done, but we're saving that for the next episode. But um, outside of that, you've been you've been watching a lot of TV. I'm assuming, right? We haven't read a book in weeks, so I'm guessing that you've been on uh, some type of Netflix binge or something. Yeah, I went on this weird kind of this weekend. I just decided I'm going to start watching horror movies that I haven't seen before instead of just rewatching the same ones over and over again, which is what I usually do. And oh. Oh, hold on. Prepare to be judged. Oh, because they're ones that I haven't seen yet. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, I, I've been hearing so much about this uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mo- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So one of the ones I watched, I was trying to go for like offbeat ones that weren't so super mainstream or super hyped up. Jennifer's Body. I've also not seen oh. that. I know. I know what it is. Like I'm, I, I'm familiar with the plot and stuff, but I don't know. I, I've never seen it. Wow. I'm not intimately familiar with it. And I'm judging you. Is that really horror? Is that does that come up in the horror category? I've never thought yeah. of it that way. Okay. Well, I mean, she becomes a succubus and starts killing people. So maybe I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm, now I'm really curious what you were thinking yeah, of. I, I was thinking about a girl that dies, but then like investigates her own murder, like as a ghost. <laughs> no, wait, the TV show? No, De- Dead Like Me? Oh no, hang on. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Let's. <laughs> Are you just googling girl that dies and investigates her own death as a ghost? Should I not? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else. <laughs> I don't know what else you would search. Well, all right, yeah, let's see if this works, because if it works, then I'm spot on. Movie, girl is murdered, investigates her own murder. <laughs> <laughs> My God, man. So it's definitely not Jennifer's body. It is definitely not Jennifer's body. I don't know what it was. The Lovely Bones? No. I don't know. No, that's not it. I don't know. If it comes to me, I'll... I'll... Um, so Jennifer's body... Uh, it's, uh, two, like, I don't know if they're high school. I guess they're high school. Yeah. Cause there's a dance high school friends played by, um, Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried. Are you familiar with, uh, I know Megan Fox's and Amanda Seyfried sounds familiar, yeah. but I'm not, I'm not seeing, uh, I guess I can look it up, but, and, and Megan Fox, uh, something happens to her. She ends up becoming like this, like evil demon kind of succubus type, girl who uh needs to eat people to survive or whatever Hmm. interesting yeah so a lot of Um, hot what kind of of rating what kind of rating are you giving this movie it was i mean uh, if i had to do the out of five yeah yeah like a three it was entertaining but um i don't know like uh wasn't uh, it was just fine it was just okay okay um and immediately after that and I think you have more chance of having watched this one. I watched the movie Teeth. I've never even heard of this movie. Teeth? You're like budget shopping on, on iMovies or whatever? Not this time. I was actually scrolling through um, like the HBO app. 
and or, okay. or uh, Showtime, one of the two. I can't mm-hmm. remember. But anyway, uh, Teeth is about a very chaste young girl who is like just reaching like sexual maturity or not. Yeah, like they're again high school girl kind of thing. Um, who pre? He's, she's very uh, abstinence. You know, she preaches abstinence to this group of people and everything. But then she gets a crush on another abstinence kid, like this boy who's new in town. Mm-hmm. Stuff goes down. He gets a little sexual assaulty, and he he basically in mid rape discovers that she's got teeth down there. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> see and then so something so that i don't i don't even know how to address that statement um that has a 5.4 out of 10 on imdb which sounds pretty <laughs> accurate just based on what you said um but it sounds to me like really you're just watching movies with teenage girls in them is I, that uh, okay is that horror movies but that it's not a genre teenage girls just aren't a genre for movies is that well i mean that's not then I watched other stuff that didn't. Those just two happened to be back to back. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I just, they just happened to be that way. Don't <laughs> fucking judge me. Then you watch Scream Queens again. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I watched Year Next. Oh, okay. Which I'm sure you've seen that one. I, I have. I, I didn't. I didn't. It was okay. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not surprised that you hadn't seen that previously. Like it was. There was a lot of like hype around it when it came out, but I, I think it was just okay. Yeah, it seemed kind of run of the mill, middle of the road, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it did do some twists on your conventional home invasion thing that I wasn't expecting, but uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. You didn't ask me for my rating on teeth. Oh, oh, do tell. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give that like a middle of the road, like three as well. Oh, that was a. Uh... That sounds generous of you. Well, there's, I mean, the problem is, the problem with a movie like Teeth is that, like, you've hung all of the suspense and horror around teeth inside a vagina. There's really only one way someone's getting hurt. <laughs> that's, that's very true. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that, that Yeah, that really makes for, like, the least scary, like, killer in a movie ever, right? Like, all you have to do is not have sex, not with, have sex with her. And you're yeah. fine. And you're fine. And, you know, some people find that difficult in this movie, I will say. they. I... <laughs> <laughs> so, credit credit due to the writers. Yeah. Jesus. But, uh, yeah. All right, and where'd, where'd you fall on your next? See, I would give your next a three. Yeah, about that, yeah. Okay. I'm, wa- I'm watching a lot of three-level mm-hmm. horror movies. Then I just started rewatching Hannibal. How about you? Anything... Uh... Anything new um, on your radar? No, not really. Um, but I did notice, and and I don't. And again, because we don't have any notes, so kind of stuff is is really like off the cuff. Um, did notice a trend, and when I say a trend, I believe there are now at least two such um, TV um, series. So one of them is on Prime, and it's called Lore, and I think they just kind of like film. And or like explore, um, like urban legends. Okay. And then there's one on Netflix, and I don't remember what the name is, but it seems to be the same thing. The one on Netflix, I know the kid sold kid. You know, everyone's a kid when you're my age. Um, he had a podcast where basically he was kind of deep diving. Um, mm. You know, some stuff like like that. I'm trying to let me see if I can get signed into Netflix and get an actual name for this one too. Well, I saw I was because I was scrolling through Netflix too, and one of the things that I saw that like paused me for a second, but didn't grab me enough to make me want to watch it was I think there's a show called Haunting, that's just like it's not that shitty ghost hunter kind of thing, but it's more <laughs> like um like a exploration of like the like a haunting story, like looking at someone's story about a haunting that they experienced or something like that. Yeah, not enough to drag me in, but like. I don't know. I think I think it's new. All right. I can't figure out the one it's called on Netflix. But yeah, I mean it seems like um I mean maybe we can get maybe we can get this picked up as a Netflix. Booked? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. I don't I don't know exactly how it gets picked up by Netflix, like how you uh Mr. Netflix, if you're listening, um 
Booked podcasts Bob. at gmail.com. Bob Netflix. Bob, Bob Netflix. <laughs> well, I think the one on, on Amazon uh, lore, yeah. that one um, is definitely from, from podcast. Um, that is a nonfiction, scary stories, essentially. So they take an urban legend. They just kind of like tell the story and then kind of elaborate on it. Or I, I don't know if they do any elaboration or if they just hmm. take and, and film it, but it's done. It, it's done with like actors. So it's like a nonfiction channel zero. Mm, yep. Mm. Yeah. So I feel about like that. that's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, and I mean, they've had some success, right? Like I didn't watch it. That making of a murderer is yeah. essentially like, like a lot of audio podcasts, but then someone figured out a way to make it a serialized documentary, which is really what, what some true crime podcasts yeah. are. Someone was really good at making slideshows, and they're like, "All right, yeah." Um, so I don't know. I don't know if that's uh, if that's going to be an ongoing uh, thing where we'll see more and more of that. But I mean, I guess I guess like the people at Serial, I, I don't know, but I'm going to assume that they probably already sold the rights to someone to make a TV show or a movie or something. You can't, right? Yeah. So well, I mean, I think it's owned by NPR, so. I'm sure NPR has some sort of like, like wing of its. I don't know. It's possible. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So no, I um I haven't. I've been playing Call of Duty Black Ops Four, <laughs> man. That's that's um the last week, last eight days. Um, any free time I had essentially was spent on on that. Is this like a recently released thing or? Yeah, it came out on the 12th of October. I got a little bit late download because I wasn't in the country. So I had a little bit of a late start um, on the game. So, yeah, I play multiplayer online with other people. So. While, you're, while you're vaping, vaping and gaming. Hey, vape. there's a podcast. I usually vape in between rounds, but it is funny because you have the option to hook up like a microphone and, you know, like a headset. Yeah. And, um, and be heard by players that are on your team in the game. Um, and I don't do that. If I do that, if I'm playing with someone I know, like we have like a private audio channel where it's just us and and all three of the guys I play with vape. Um, but it's yeah, you'll hear it when someone's just got like their mic open during the game. You'll hear the like you'll you'll hear the like mid game. That always pisses me off because you should be playing vape vape in between matches. Don't like, don't you let yourself be, be distracted by vaping. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know. Video games are a two-handed, you know, two hands on the controller kind of situation. So if you're vaping, that means one hand is not on your controller. Unless you got some sort of weird vape, like headgear thing. <gasps> That's your new invention. Holy you can just, shit. Yeah. I am so done with Hands-free my job. Hands-free gape- va- vaping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. I'm going to do the hands-free vaping headset. You should do whatever that <laughs> other thing you said was, and we should see which one of us is, is more successful as a business person. <laughs> Wait, uh, gaming and vaping, you don't just call it gaping? <laughs> God damn it. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> hey, I have a question for you about vaping. Yes. This yes. came up at, at work today, and um, I didn't really, I, I was kind of taken aback by this. Um, so I'm going to ask you as far as like, if you're in a, in a, in an apartment lease, like you don't own your house, but you live in an apartment or something like that. And that building is no smoking. Would that prohibit you from vaping as well? Yeah. So it's really tricky. Um, it depends because vaping is not smoking. So the same laws, for example, like if you were in a vape shop and, and even in some in some counties or some towns or whatever, like a bar has the option to allow you to vape because it is a different thing. Now, more and more, you're seeing no smoking or vaping signs as they're kind of merged into the same thing. Um, I have stayed in um, a number of hotels where I uh, just blatantly ignored um, any rules they might have on that now. Yeah. Some modern smoke detectors will pick it up. So what? if you do it, you have to be kind of low key. It just picks up like a dense, denser, you know, density in the air and get dense like six times. But it picks up like a density <laughs> in the air Yeah, that it can confuse for smoke. I don't think they put them in there to find out if someone's vaping. The, the thing with vaping 
that that you know that you find if you go from smoking is that the people around you don't complain because it dissipates pretty quickly and it doesn't smell bad like yeah. I, I i get things people just tell me like yeah dude you smell like cotton candy like who could complain about like the smell of cotton candy or like strawberries like it just doesn't happen so um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it would be specific to the rules of the lease. I, as a vapor, would uh, would interpret it as don't say not to vape. I'm totally going to do it. Got you. Yeah, it was just um, I can't remember exactly how it came up, but someone was talking about how um, someone they know is moving from one apartment to another or something. And, uh, oh, they couldn't move into the apartment that they wanted because they told the landlord that they vape. And the landlord said because that there's a there's a no smoking policy that they couldn't they got rejected. It was in California. Oh well, eh, all right. So <laughs> I guess I should have said that. You should have just started with that. Yeah. <laughs> they um, also had I, no gaping signs. Yeah. So also in California of all places. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's it's a uh, you know. I guess it's open to interpretation. I mean, if, if you're, you know, do not take this as legal advice, consult with your attorney, uh, you know, on, <laughs> on what to do. But yeah, it, like if you really kind of keep it under control, you can get away with it in a hotel. And like I said, I've stayed in, you know, I don't know, a dozen hotels maybe since, since I started vaping and, and have never had an issue, but I have read about people who have set off um, smoke detectors doing that. Wow. So I, I try not to really test the theory. <laughs> so you're just like, it's just like the covers pulled over your head, vaping under the the blankets. Well, no, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, you know. Living like a criminal. You, yeah, well, <laughs> there are different vape devices. Some of them give off a lot less vapor. You've heard of the jewels, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Isn't jewels, that what, like, like a super. That's what kindergartners. It's yeah, a club. Yeah, yeah. The club people use or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, those have really high concentrations of nicotine and then are not really smoke machines like like the devices that I use. So I own similar things that I use when I need to be a little more discreet. Um, you know, so there's yeah. that that route you can go. Um, yeah, I guess you could just stick your head under the covers. But that does remind <laughs> me. I always I now always check where the smoke detector is oh, whenever yeah, I'm yeah. in it. Well, just, you know, to kind of know that that area probably needs to be kept a little clearer. And when I was in London... I didn't see a smoke detector in our hotel room. <laughs> I mean, I noticed I'm not just realizing that I'm just mentioning it, that it was interesting. Like when I was in, in France, I immediately saw where the smoke detector was, but then I'm trying to check it out in the London. The place we stayed in London was clearly an older building, yeah. like significantly older that had been rehabbed or whatever and made into a hotel. But uh, yeah, I don't know what the regulations are in London around smoke detectors. You just need like one per floor or whatever. But I'm <laughs> fairly certain, unless it was disguised as something else, I did not see what was very apparent to me uh, to be a smoke detector. That's yeah, interesting. Maybe they're just not worried about your ass burning down or whatever. I guess not. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Um, I I wasn't expecting to hear. I mean, like, anecdotally, hearing smokers lumped in with vapors, but I never thought, like, on a legal document, like a like a lease, that it would come down to something like that. All right. I'm sure this is the most boring this podcast has ever gotten. The FDA has deemed, <laughs> has deemed vaping to be a tobacco product. And, of course, much like the government fucks things up all the time, the devices are actually have to be listed as tobacco products, including the batteries that go in the device fall under tobacco product regulations. Which there's no tobacco that has anything to do with anything that has to do with vaping. It's just nicotine. So, right. Well, then the nicotine is extracted from tobacco, but nicotine lives in other things too. Tomatoes have nicotine in them. Oh, not as much as tobacco. So if you eat like if you eat like ten tomatoes, you're not going to get like a like a buzz, like a nicotine buzz. But I mean, there are a number of vegetables and stuff that have it in there. So you don't look it, nearly as cool eating a tomato as you do smoking a cigarette either. Correct. Yes, so, I agree. Yeah, it's 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 about as cool as you look vaping. Like it's pretty close to that. Eating a tomato, <laughs> if you slice the tomato first, get a little wedges. No, just like pouring ketchup in your mouth. So I guess. You know, if you were to say tobacco use, one could argue because the FDA has deemed vaping 
as a tobacco product. You see where I'm going with that? Yeah, I'm, I'm following yeah. you. So, yeah. Yeah. The FDA does lots of stupid things. Like the FDA wants is talking about eliminating flavors from vaping because adults couldn't possibly enjoy something with a flavor like, you know, vodka or beer or, you know, rum. <laughs> that it's targeted That's... at kids because it tastes like candy or, you know, cake or strawberries or whatever. Well, I mean, I can't I, I I saw the meme somewhere and it's so true, like I've been that guy who, like, someone's vaping around the corner. I'm like, ooh, someone's got, like, donuts or something. And Yeah, no, I just, I mentioned it because we, you know, no one's trying to get rid of, like, cake-flavored vodka. Sure. Because that's not marketed to kids. But, you know, if you have, you know, cake-flavored, um, you know, e-liquid, that certainly is a, you know, enticing the children and must be stopped at all costs. It's fucking stupid. I agree. I agree with you. I am, I am for once i think in the podcast taking your side on something although i think i took your side when you were always up in arms about smoking and stuff too yeah um yeah and the funny thing is that i I thought about this i was reading an article about the you know the the crime that is flavored e-liquid and i thought to myself man you know as a kid people controlled how much like candy and stuff i could have and as an adult yeah i'm just like a big fucking pig when it comes to like cake and candy and shit like that yeah. and chocolate so you know i'm thinking there are probably other adults out there that consume on a level in excess of what they were allowed to when they were a child so yeah. i don't know yeah whatever it is yeah. what it is the bottom line is if the government cracks down on it their uh, vaping will just go underground like a vape easy yeah, I mean, there's a guy who in Chicago um, who started his business by selling e-liquid like out of the trunk of his car, like literally. He had uh, two <laughs> or three flavors. He would post on a Facebook uh, vape forum for people in Chicago. He'd be like, hey, I'm going to be in the parking lot of the McDonald's on Irving Park from three to four. I've got like, you know, 28 bottles of whatever. First come, first serve. And people would show up and, and buy his juice. He has now distributed um, pretty wide, I mean, uh, everywhere in Illinois and then, you know, in, in some of the, you know, nearby states and stuff, too. But he'll just go back to that. That guy will just start selling shit out of the trunk of his car, direct sales. You go to his house and buy stuff. I mean, that's what's going to be if, if the FDA really tries to shut down vaping the way we know it. Homeboy's like the Abe Froman of vape. Yes. Who's that person? He, it's from Ferris Wheeler's Day Off. He was the Sausage King of Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You remember the name? Fucking Abe Froman, man. Did you watch that after you I... in between Jennifer's body and teeth? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't seen that movie probably in like 20 years. Oh, my God. All right. I just, you know, I haven't vaped my fucking brain cells away like you have. You didn't mention, I know you, we were talking earlier and you mentioned that recently you had watched um, The Devil's Rejects <laughs> and House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, dude. Um, is this in, in anticipation of the the um, third movie in that series? Yeah, which is not coming out until next year. But um, I, I think more, it's, I didn't realize those movies came out in like 2002 and 2005 or something like that. Sounds about right. And I probably haven't seen them since like like close to that time. So it's just been so long that I wanted to reintroduce myself a little bit. And how do you, um, how do you feel they hold up? Even better. Like, and that's the thing I've, I've noticed with Rob Zombie movies. Um, a good example is Lords of Salem. Like mm. this, the second or third watching of that for me was far more satisfactory than the first time around. How the fuck? Why would you watch that a second or third time? I just wanted to check it out again interesting because i think i saw it and then we read the book if i'm getting that right i think we saw it then we read the book and then i watched it again after that and then because i liked it the second time better i watched it another time but i'm a rewatcher. that's kind of my style so i was just talking about rob zombie movies with someone who has seen none of them just at all wow so fucking weird yeah i mean he's younger he's like 22 i think um, but I had him watch the trailer for 31. That's how it started. We were talking about <laughs> yeah. clowns in movies or something. And and, and he, you could tell he was disturbed by the trailer. And I was like, that's that's the make of good horror. When someone's like, ooh, Jesus. Like when watching a trailer, like that's pretty fucked yeah. up. I'm like, yeah, that's the trailer, man. Immerse yourself in 90 minutes of that shit. Well, I know I rewatched Devil's Rejects more than House of a Thousand Corpses because I remember... House of a Thousand Corpses really freaked me out. Like it, it like it legit scared me. 
And so I was kind of being a wimp and not watching it. So I was like, oh, you got to do it, Olsen. And it didn't, it wasn't as scary for me this time around, but like I saw some stuff and I was like, Ooh, yeah, I get it. I I still think it's interesting. I believe we talked about this on the podcast before. So house of a thousand corpses is very classic kind of tropey Texas chainsaw massacre horror, right? Yes. And then he did a sequel that shouldn't even be listed in the horror category because the devil's Mm -hmm. rejects is, is like a crime chase movie i don't even know if that's the right term right but it's like outlaws on the run yeah and it's, uh, but it's not even well i mean technically they are but like they're more it's like a chase movie like you're saying because they are yeah. on the run from people who are trying to kill them mm-hmm. yeah uh, which i i think is interesting because i started thinking about it very recently and i thought well wouldn't it be interesting if he took a third genre for the new movie and it was like mm-hmm. romantic comedy well, that's the tricky thing. Like, I was watching some videos of people speculating what is Three from Hell going to be about because, you know, that's like the classic ending of Devil's Rejects is that, you know, going out in a in a blaze of glory kind of for sure um, situation where we thought they died. And there's some production photos that have been, like, distributed and Rob Zombie, you know, tweeting about some stuff. And, and the only information that's out about this new movie is kind of like courtroom and prison related. So oh, legal drama. Holy yeah. Shit. <laughs> they got fucking like Denny Crane and Alan Shore representing yeah. them. Yeah. Like they had uh, John Grisham consult on the, on the, oh the my script. God. Yeah. Oh man. It's I don't, be, I don't, <laughs> I gotta tell you, I, I'm not <laughs> courtroom drama. I love it. What you've told me has not endeared me more to this movie. <laughs> like I'm a little concerned. Yeah, like it's just where are they going to go? Like obviously they're they're they've been captured, and I can't imagine a situation where they are released. So either they break out of jail and are on the run again, or it's it's a horror movie that takes place entirely inside of jail. I thought based on the title and the ending of Devil's Rejects is that he could go full out supernatural, you know, I mean, like, like Hellraiser, but with that family instead. It's possible. You know, but so. yeah, I don't know. The one tweet he said, like he, he posted like a picture of Sherry Moon Zombie, like in like prison attire, like handcuffed being led somewhere by police. And, and he specifically said, notice the bullet holes, the bullet wounds on her arms. And it's like scars. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I expect that we'll have a full review um, on this podcast because there are so few movies that you and I like are equally excited about. <laughs> Jennifer's Body, not one of them. No, no, not Jennifer's Body. Um, yeah, the the thing. So I have two things on my to be viewed list. Um, Mandy, mm, yeah, is one of them. When that becomes available somewhere, I think you can actually get that on YouTube or something now for like five bucks. Um, and then the other one is um, The Night Comes for Us, which is I have on not Netflix. heard of that. Yeah, I saw a trailer for it, so I'm going to butcher all this. It is, uh, I think it was made in Singapore. Hmm. Um, oh, you, you love that foreign shit. Well, you know, people are, are, um, are comparing it to a movie called The Raid. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. which came out a few years ago, which is a wonderful movie. If you want like over the top fight scenes and like gunfights and like hand to hand combat. So people are kind of comparing it to that. I'm really excited to, uh, to, to watch that. The trailer looks uh badass. It's, it's about a guy who's a, he's a killer for like one of the triads, like one of their most successful, like hitmen or mm-hmm. whatever. No, no survivors, no witnesses left behind. And then, you know, he gets in that kind of classic scenario where there's a girl, like a young girl, and he decides not to kill her. So now he has to fight like the entire triad or like coming after him for like, you know, giving up or whatever, leaving the triad or whatever. So it's going to be way over the top, like super trained killer versus, you know, a bunch of thugs. So it's a. very much looking forward to that. I'm going to try to get that out soon. But yeah, I want to see Mandy. Um, that's a horror movie that's making a lot of noise. And Nicolas Cage. Um, talk about a guy whose career has done some really weird shit, right? Like that guy's that been guy. all over the map. Yeah. Hey, this is going to be... I'm going to take a moment to plug a friend of ours. Um, have you done any listening to the Almost Good podcast? 
I have not, no. All right, but you're familiar with it, right? Uh, I believe that is uh, David James Keaton's podcast. Yeah, he does a podcast with J. David Osborne. Yep, yeah. um, Called Almost Good, and what they do is, loosely, (laughs) what they do is they talk about a movie they watched. And the whole idea of it is, um, it's called the Almost Good Podcast because they try to watch almost good movies. So they try to kind of pick those non-mainstream you know, not Oscar-winning type movies, and mm-hmm. talk about the uh, the subtleties of them. And they're about sixteen episodes in, and the fifteenth episode was Mandy. Um, oh, interesting. So, I'll give you an idea of the type of movies, and one of them blatantly breaks the rule. But Shape of Water, Brawl in Cell Block ninety nine, uh, Black Panther. Kind of breaks the almost good because it's like such a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Um, they did Annihilation, where J. David Osborne may or may not have been on mushrooms when he watched the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, it's and then hard, it's hard to tell with that movie if you're on mushrooms or fucking, not. Fucking so seriously. And then other stuff like Ready Player One, A Quiet Place, stuff like that. Um, and then they did Mandy, um, most one of the like second to, to most recent and. Uh, it's interesting to hear. It's kind of spoilery, so if you do watch it, Livius, uh, watch it before you listen to their their review of it. But they have some interesting insight in these movies, and it's obvious they watch a lot of the type of movies that they're talking about because they make references to other ones and stuff like that. And um, yeah, so yeah, I heard I, I listened to their Mandy episode, and it simultaneously made me want to watch it and not care to watch it. Um, was it the David James Keaton review that made you not want to watch it? <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, it was both of them. Okay. Because they're usually pretty aligned on stuff. Like, they don't really disagree much. They both kind of, uh, it's almost like, um, they, not improving, but like, there's a lot of yes and, yes and. That's kind of their format. Like, he'll, like, David will complain about something and then Osborne will be like, yeah, and this, like, that type of thing. Gotcha. Yeah, maybe I'll check that out. But uh, yeah, Mandy, that's uh, probably next on my viewing schedule. Yeah, I got to find another teen girl horror movie to watch. <laughs> oh, I was flipping through. Uh, I found one. I might watch it tonight. Um, there's, I think it was Showtime. I can't remember. It was either Showtime or HBO. I was looking through their collections of, of horror movies. And um, there was one that's like, God, it's a really stupid name. I don't remember. It was something like Psycho Killer Woman or something like that. Where, sounds, like, sounds brilliant. Yeah, and it's just, from what I understand, like, a girl who, like, there's a bunch of pervy dudes, and she just starts killing them because they're, like, being pervy on her. Hmm. So, that's all I need, really. I have an interesting piece of movie news that I'm not sure you're aware of, and I'm kind of spoiling this for you, because um, I know you're going to go see the Halloween movie, and this is one of the trailers before the Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I was super excited. It took me about, you know, 12 seconds to figure out what I was seeing. And I didn't know this was a thing. Um, I believe you saw happy death day, correct? Oh, I'm aware there's a sequel. Yeah. It looks fucking brutally bad. Oh no. (laughs) I mean, so it, how do I say this? It looks like it's a parody of happy death day. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Oh no. Yeah. So, uh, I was like, Oh, this is really cool. And the more I watched the trailer the more i was like oh no 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 don't do this don't do you remember do this. what it was called um happy death day two number two and the letter u happy death day to you oh it's not on all right i'll find it um the premise is uh the same girl gets stuck in a in a um, this is from wikipedia i'll just call it a time loop um and she and she wakes up on the same day as she did in the first movie. Oh, is she watching herself try and not die? No, no, oh, no, no. Damn it. <laughs> Somebody is killing off all of her friends, I guess. And then she has to kill herself repeatedly to try to find the killer. So instead of her being killed by the killer over and over, which is what happened the first time, yeah, she essentially has to commit suicide like a hundred times or whatever and try to figure out who the killer is. That's a new twist on an old classic right there. It looks like garbage. So there you go. I don't know if there's like a legit, I'm on YouTube and I see like fan made trailers 
Oh yeah, no this oh, uh, hmm. this is a legit trailer that uh, I saw whenever Thursday before the Halloween uh, Halloween screening. I really enjoyed Happy Death Day. I thought it was a good movie. I was pleasantly surprised by that yeah. movie. I didn't expect much, and I, I really enjoyed it. I just liked how much of a piece of shit that girl was. Like, mm-hmm. and then she had ended up like not being a total piece of shit by the end of the movie. A little bit of a growth. Yep. Yeah. It was fun. I mean, like I said, we've seen you know, so we've seen Groundhog Day type movies before, yep. but this was uh, this was a little different, and it was a little tongue in cheek. Like it was done with a little bit of humor, but it right. looks like they've they've gone over the edge with this the new one. That's like they've bad. gone too far. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'm still gonna watch it. Uh, and one other trailer I did see, um, which I know is all over the internet, but I did see the Pet Cemetery trailer. The Dennis Whitmire. Yeah. yeah. Um, that looks interesting. I don't know if I actually saw the original Pet Cemetery, so I think that's the other that's the other movie I'm gonna have to watch. Um because I can't remember there's a there's a did you see it? I did. There's a girl character that like everybody's like, they're never gonna do better than that. Yeah, I saw it when it came out, which was a really long time ago. So I don't, I honestly don't have like a, like a real good recollection of the film. I know I saw it and remember thinking it was okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Zelda, whoever played Zelda is, um, they're like, no one's going to do better than anyway. (laughs) That's all I got. I'm done. Yeah. That's, uh, that's it. That's what you get when we don't prepare. Eh, So we uh, talked about vaping. We talked about gaping. Talked about movies. I'm glad we spent a lot more time on the vaping part. <laughs> gaming and vaping together is gaping. That's I'm yeah. Gonna make, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna make that I'm, a thing. I'm gonna share that with some of my gaper friends. So. <laughs> and saying stuff like it's gonna be like a, a trendy new term, like let's go get that bread or whatever they're saying now. I have no idea what that means. Yeah, well, yeah. Anyway, all right. Come back. In a few days, catch us on our Facebook Live Thursday night for our Halloween Extravaganza Spectacular, or just wait a week or so and hear it on audio. Until next time, I'm Livia Snedden. And I'm Rob Olson. Keep reading.